The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Coach Mike on the controls. Coming to you live from the Front Porch Studios on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. Glad to have you with us here this morning. If you are watching on Facebook, we appreciate it. Uh, my dad commented a while back, stay cocky, beat the Blue Hens. So, know where his head All sorts of poultry on the field this weekend, huh? The, the chickens are going to win. That's all I'm saying. The chickens are going to win. Um, <laughs> really excited about that. It's going to be fun. Um, really excited about this hour because we get to start it off. This is why I like Mondays. Now, only, this is the, the one thing I look forward to every Monday. I, I have nothing else to look It's It's Monday. There's nothing to look forward to. But at 10 o'clock each and every week, we get a chance to visit with our friend Chip Walters, the voice of the MTSU Blue Raiders. Chip, welcome in. Thanks for continuing to deal with us. Well, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you as well, sir. Um, Yep. Top of the muffin to you. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what what'd you say about I know I'm getting bigger now, but hold on. Yeah, no no need no need to be insulting with muffin tops oh. and the like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no muffin tops allowed. Hey, um baseball big series win this weekend and as I was mentioning to Chris earlier this morning, again, a lot of Murray County flavor to it. Boy, no kidding. And and Briggs Rudder, uh, who played at Zion, uh, really got it got it going. Um, we're just going to call it walk off weekend. Uh, Middle got one three out of four, uh, and all three uh, were walk off fashion. Now, if you haven't if you haven't heard how they won Friday, uh, the the they had the second game of the doubleheader. They they flip flopped the the games on Friday and Saturday because of the poor weather forecast for Saturday. So they played a doubleheader on Friday. Now in the bottom, uh, it went extra innings. 
so t- a seven-inning game goes to the bottom of the eighth, and the game is tied. So UAB makes a pitching change. And then, okay, Jake Dillingham struck out. So he is – there's one out. Brett Coker flies out to right. That's two outs. And then uh, Williams struck out swinging but reached first on a wild pitch. Mm. And – those things can and they, they can come back to haunt you, and uh, for UAB it did. So Daniel Freeman, the first baseman, after Williams reached on the wild pitch on a strikeout, Freeman singles to right, Williams advanced to second, and then Briggs Rudder homers to left field for a three-run shot for a five-to-two win, and uh, that's how you you know tw- sometimes twenty-seven outs is not enough. <laughs> that's exactly that's, that's right. Exactly right. And uh, so he was the hero that day. And for about 24 hours, uh, he, he was he had a college career batting average of a thousand because he he, uh, he came up uh, and and uh, and uh, and and got got a base hit to start the second or the third game on Saturday. So anyway, congratulations to him. And then then the uh, the Saturday game was a game 17-7 and then on Sunday middle is down 2 nothing going to the bottom of the score two uh in the bottom of the eighth to tie and scratch one across in the bottom of the ninth to win three to two so anyway it, it is good wins for the weekend and it uh puts them in 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 a in a pretty good spot as far as the tournament goes uh but you know, big series coming up this weekend. You got three series left uh, this weekend. You've got Louisiana Tech, who is, you know, the high. They're right now they're ranked top, in top twenty-five. So you got Louisiana Tech on the road to FIU or on the road to Southern Miss, and then home for FIU. So it's not a it's not easy, but uh, winning three out of four at home sure did help this weekend. It's going back to Friday second game. Um, you mentioned that Briggs Rudder had a batting average of 1,000. Was he well, pinch hitting I, in that first game? I, well, I, I, when I said that, mm-hmm. I, I had to let Uh-oh. me. I was let me pull the box. I may have uh, overstepped my bounds. I don't there think on you that. did. Um, let me it feels like that was his score. first at bat. It feels that way, but I want to make sure. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, pulling up, pulling up, pulling up. Uh, okay, here we go. Doubleheader, five to two win, box score, and that was for middle. For no, he was one for four. My oh. bad, but he but the one came at the right time. Oh no and, question. And 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 he uh, he he was uh, and I actually saw Coach Toman in his front yard this morning, and and uh, we were talking about Rudder and that uh, he. Uh, he has given him a chance uh, it, to catch because right now the other two catchers aren't hitting. Middlewood has gone through some, I mean, bad, you know, hitting spells at times this year. And one of them was kind of this weekend until they, you know, kind of got things going and then exploded on Saturday. But but uh, Briggs is getting the opportunity to catch some. He, along with Jake Hagenow, uh, Hagenow had been the number one going into the season. But Rudder, I mean, he keeps his back going. They will, uh, you know, they can, they can live with some growing pains back there with a young player. 
if he continues to hit like he's hitting. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. And, Chip, um, so you have Rudder with the walk-off on Friday in the second game. That 17-7 win on Saturday, the recipient of that pitching victory was one Jaden Ham. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, and and when you when you look at the stat sheet, uh, and you know the, the 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 way the baseball stat sheets work is that you know the at the top you got all the hitters and they're in order by batting average. Then down below that you've got the pitchers and they are in order by lowest ERA to highest. And uh, until yesterday when David Zaz went three and a third of uh, no-hit uh, relief, Jaden Ham had the lowest ERA. He is still at 1.80 uh, in his uh, six appearances. And uh, he's, he's gone 10 innings, given up uh, – uh, he has given up only five hits, three runs, but only two of those – have been earned. He's walked four, struck out seven. So uh, he has made the most of, of his opportunities uh, coming in. And, and like you said, got the win yesterday or on Saturday. Yeah, Jaden has been one of the the bright spots for this pitching staff, especially when you're talking about, you know, he's only, he's only appeared six times. But, you know, they kind of – don't mind going to him in those high pressure situations, like we mentioned uh, the last time he then <laughs> when he got his, when he got his loss without giving up an earned run. Um, it's just it, it seems to be that the Murray County flavor, the young Murray County flavor that Coach Toman is a uh, has no issues with going ahead and getting these growing pains out of the way early. No, and uh, and you know, and and they last fall was was really competitive. They at one point they had forty nine guys on the roster, and which that made for you know, and you you had you had a lot of guys battling. You for the most part basically had really good weather for for the fall season or in the fall practice, which you know that always you know helps and everybody gets to develop a little bit more. You're still going through, you know, uh, you know, you know, with some of the COVID stuff, but, but it it allowed all these guys to get a lot of, a lot of at bats, a lot of innings, uh, whether it be in the bullpen or in, in, uh, you know, in, in scrimmages, that kind of thing. So, you know, they, they kind of came out of fall, uh, you know, probably with as much work, uh, going into a spring season as you could possibly have, and and that that's paying off a little bit right now, as you mentioned with with Ham and 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 Rudder and and you know similar and you know the the list just kind of keeps on going. Bryson Thomas, although Bryson Bryson got hurt, uh, he should be back here before too long, and uh, and 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 we haven't seen him pitch lately, and uh, but he's only made one appearance this year, and and. Uh, I, I don't think we'll probably be seeing him in a pitching situation unless they have an emergency type situation. But you know they're they're honing in on on who who they can trust. I mean that's that's probably the biggest word that you know doesn't get used enough when it comes to 
you know, coaches and pitchers and in particular is trust and who do they trust in the, in whatever the situation might be right now, David Zaz is the, is the guy out of the bullpen. He was the closer and you're expecting him pitch an inning, maybe two. Well, you know, he combines with Siebert yesterday for, uh, for a one hitter. Uh, and that, that was kind of lost in the, in the, uh, in the whole thing about the, having a, a, you know, winning by a walk-off is that, you know, the middle was trailing two to nothing and it only given up one hit and, mm. uh, and still only gave up one hit. And Zaz, you know, was a big part of that. And Trent Siebert, who has, uh, earned himself that, that Sunday afternoon, he's kind of holding that spot down. Uh, so, you know, that, uh, the pitching has been, you know, for the most part, has been outstanding this year. You know, when you go to your closer in the fifth and he still winds up being your closer, you know, that's that's trust, like you said. I mean, getting three and a third out of Zaz like that, that's pretty much unheard of, I guess, isn't it? Well, Toman said that, he, that the plan was to extend Toman or extend Zaz uh, yesterday because they had not had to go to him for a ton in, earlier in the weekend. But uh, and, and on his postgame show, Toman said, you know, we, we knew we were going to extend him. And I know he went three and a third. He goes, but, you know, he goes, I was worried that we didn't go to him fast enough. So, <laughs> you know, that's a credit to, to Zaz. And, and he just had outstanding stuff yesterday. And, and uh, you know, they – played a full nine innings and in a two and a half hour game and just a lot of fun to watch on a pretty afternoon. And, you know, the fact of the matter is middle went into that game leading the series two one that three and a third innings out of Zods is pretty much the difference in winning the series and getting a split, which, you know, as you're coming down to the wire in conference play is a pretty big deal. I think. I think you're right. And, and uh, just going to look here real quick and see what the conference uh, standings look so like this I, morning. I was actually that you was going to be my next question to you because La Tech and Southern Miss are the two teams ahead of Middle right now, as Middle sits in the three spot in the Western Division. So you got two series coming up with the two teams ahead of you. That's that's kind of where you want to be. Well, I mean that, that's true, and uh, I mean you you've got a chance to, you know, with uh, over the next two weekends, you've got eight games against, uh, you know, two of the better teams in the league, and and, uh, and and you really can't ask for a whole lot more as far as, you know, giving yourself an opportunity to to climb. Uh, you know, the thing is, you're you're three games behind Southern Miss in the in the in the win column, four games behind. Louisiana Tech in the win column, but really at this point, what you're you're not going to pass them probably uh, to win the division. But what you want to do, in particular with those two, as good as they are, uh, you want to get splits out of both of those series at worst. Uh, if you can, if you can uh, get you know go two and two, or against Louisiana Tech at home, and then two and two on the road at Southern Miss, or somehow get four wins out of the next two weekends, you really put yourself in a really good spot uh, going into the final weekend where FIU right now is only there seven and 13 in the league. Uh, 
in in 16 and 24 overall, but Charlotte continues to be just crazy good with their record. They're 17 and three and old dominion, uh, Chris Finwood, the old Western Kentucky coach, he's the coach at old dominion now. So there, that's, uh, you know, the, those two have been the, the class of the East and, uh, and, and, and it's been kind of a two team race in the West, but middle and UTSA are right there and you don't want to lose any ground to them. Uh, so it, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, it is starting to, you know, starting to head toward the finish line. But, uh, although this was just the first series of the second half of the season, you have three left and it's, uh, you know, the, the league has been really, really good. And, and uh, and so you know it's it's going to be an exciting weekend with Tech coming in, and the tournament is the top eight teams, no matter which division, right? Correct, and okay. which which I think they put they did divisions this year simply for scheduling purposes. Gotcha. Okay, uh, and it is the top eight, so top eight records will go, and I think with that in mind, middle is. Probably one, two, three, four, fifth. probably fifth. Yep, with that that uh, that tie out there, uh, you know, seeing how it uh, affects. But but yeah, baseball was good. Uh, softball had to go on the road this weekend. Uh, they, they they had a series at FAU uh, men's tennis yesterday. Uh, they won their second straight conference championship and. They just kind of blew through the uh, the field there. Middle has been a top fifty team in in men's tennis, and uh, they uh, they win over Old Dominion yesterday four to one, uh, and they've been really really good coming out and getting that doubles point, and that makes them really tough. It makes anybody really tough if you can get the doubles point. You know, Chip, you you kind of stole my thunder because I was just getting ready to mention the men's tennis team winning the. Um conference championship so um we and, we try uh, to be a little diverse on way, this show. way to go that's, Chip. that's right yeah. yeah hey i know women's <laughs> tennis uh last week since we last talked they 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 have been in a in a in a rebuilding situation they were able to uh they they won a match and then lost to the number two seed in the second round women's golf had a great uh played their best tournament of the season in the conference USA championship. And that ended up being, they were ended up tied for third with Western Kentucky or tied for second with, with Western Kentucky. And then uh, today the men's tournament has, uh, they have uh, teed off down in Texarkana and with uh, in the first three, they're still in the middle, still in the first three holes, Charlotte, started early and they've uh they've, they're at eight under north texas at four under and then middle louisiana tech and utsa along with rice are all at two under but still uh everybody's still on the front nine of round number one and what you want to be on the men's tournament the way it's set up you want to be in the top four after three rounds because the top four then go to match play and uh coach mark mcintyre said he would put his guys up against anybody in the league uh, when it comes to match play. So the key is to be in that top four after the third round. How do you feel about match play golf, Chip? You know, I don't – and and I know this will be shocking. Totally 
get all of it, but you know, I, I don't. What I don't understand is if you're going to play it as a team, why do you just not go ahead and play it out like you're like you're going? I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the changing of Switching the, in the middle of the tournament in, in the midst in midstream. Yeah, yeah, I got. But, I can see that. But, but go, go, golf people can. I'm sure can give me a, you know, can give us a much better explanation of why you do that. And, you know, you hear different people say about different kinds of golf. Oh, it's the truest test of golf. Well, I mean, and it is, you're, 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 you're man, you're, your man is against their man. And, and, and I understand that. So it does, because I'm going to, I'm going to actually make the point against myself here, but uh, it, it does, uh, it does allow you your, your own individual players because college golf, college tennis, it is an individual sport played in a team format. And the way they do this, you do get to, uh, you get some of each, you mm-hmm. get the team part of it. And then you do get the individual part of it uh, during match play. Mm-hmm. So there I've made, the, I've made the point for both sides. Before we leave with Chip Walters here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, I um, want to mention there was a um, announcement over the weekend that the Blue Raider Blitz Summer Caravan has been set um, to take place in July with various coaches of various MTSU sports making stops around the mid-state um, beginning in July. Locations and dates will be announced later this spring. Um, the Blitz will be a way for fans of all ages to engage with Blue Raider football while they prepare for the 2021 season. There will be members of the coaching staff at each location to go along with a few head coaches from other sports. Um, and again, locations and dates will be announced later this spring. I think I remember, though, the last time that they did something like this, they did visit Cool Springs. I don't know if they came to Columbia or not because – I wasn't as concerned at that time, but Chip, where would you anticipate stops being? You know, I, I would, you know, if, if I get a chance, I mean, I think uh, the Columbia Spring Hill area would be a good area to come to. Uh, obviously, I think there'll probably be, probably be a, a stop in Nashville. Uh, McMinnville, I would say, has got a good chance. Shelbyville. Somewhere in the Shelbyville, Tullahoma, Manchester area, um, maybe Fayetteville. Fayetteville's always been a good area, uh, but I would say the you know Spring Hill might end up being a uh, you know a a good midpoint for the Columbia Franklin kind of area. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, that, that, I'll uh, I'll have to do a little digging and see see what uh, see what folks are powers that be what they're thinking i haven't haven't heard i i, I knew it was going to come out but um but i haven't i haven't had any conversations really to see where they're thinking yeah do a little digging who's in charge of that uh chelsea floyd may be in charge of that so and uh she's uh she's also she's uh really she's the marketing director and uh and uh and so she had a big weekend and and uh I need to call and congratulate her on something tell, and so that'll be a that'll be a little talking point for our conversation here shortly. There you go. Sounds good. 
There you go. Hey, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it could maybe it could be in conjunction with the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Show on site somewhere. We in would the be dimple. we would be all over that. We would love that. that. Could, See if be could, kind of a kind of a meet and greet and uh, and being part of the show all at one time. See if you can't make that happen. Put us in touch with Chelsea. Give her our phone number. I got you. I'll do it. All right. I'll have I'll have her my people call her people. Do that. Do that. Um Chip Walters, voice of the Blue Raiders, here with us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline as he is every Monday. Chip, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next Monday. All, all right. And uh yeah, I, I need to talk to you uh, about next week. I need to change uh, change our time just a little bit, but let's chat. Uh, let's do fine. let's do that. We we will, right. we'll talk. All right. See you. All right, that is Chip Walters on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Um, we we lost audio to um, Facebook and Twitter momentarily, but I will get it back in the break. Uh, the 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 sender died. Uh, I need to plug it up. So anyway, we will get back on Facebook here uh, audio in just a minute. Uh, so they couldn't see us. Now, and and they, now they can't hear us. <laughs> it's it's Monday. It's, yeah, it's Monday all day long. Okay. Um. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Vanderbilt baseball, Tennessee football, lots to talk about in the next segment. So stick around with Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint we're back on facebook we have audio again so thank you for sticking around unless it's just me and mo watching i don't know know who the second person is it's probably my dad Chris Ham said the Wizard of Zaz kid is lights out right now. <laughs> I like it. So, the Wizard of Zaz. That's true. Um, speaking of, let's just stick around the college baseball aspect because especially with local ties, college baseball. Sure. Um, former summit standout, Chris McElvain was Big part of Vanderbilt's uh, win on over the weekend over uh, Mississippi State as 
They took two out of three from the dogs. Second weekend in a row that Chris has been big on Sunday for the Commodores. Um, came in and kind of bridged things from, from Patrick Riley to um, Nick Maldonado last week up at Knoxville in a big Sunday win to give them the series. And ditto yesterday. I think Riley got one out. And um, McElvain comes in, works a career high of five and two-thirds, gave up five hits, two walks, one run, struck out four in a 7-4 vict- comeback victory. So um, he's doing everything but starting on Sunday for the Commodores. And, again, moves to 3-0 and on the year with that victory. So big piece of their weekend, specifically Sunday puzzle right now. Yes. Yes, he is. And Tim Corbin is quickly learning that Chris McElvain can be counted on. Uh, and that's that's huge for him. It's huge for, for that team to have someone they can count on in a top-five matchup to go out and perform at a high level. You know, there are some people who can't start, and I don't know that Chris is one of those people. I know – I know – in basketball especially, sometimes it's just your adrenaline is just too high and you need to sit down for just a second before before somebody you know, before a coach might put you in, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes into the game. Just just to calm yourself down. And, sure. and I don't think that's an issue with Chris, but um it it's just interesting that he's been able to come in in long relief and provide such massive outings. Absolutely. And I think I think it would be easy, and and me not being the smartest guy in the room, you you look at his last two performances and you think, I mean, I think it's easy to think, why wouldn't you just start him? Because obviously Patrick Riley hasn't, hasn't necessarily had it in these last two outings, and obviously McIlvain has. But, you know, if, if you can get, if you can get that bullpen start, out of Riley and you do get two, three innings out of him, then, you know, that's so much the better, I would think. But it's nice to have a weapon like a Chris McElvain in your back pocket for a Sunday game where, you know, everybody, we talked about this last week, most teams have a Friday guy, most teams have a Saturday guy, but that Sunday situation tends to be a little bit more tenuous for for a lot of teams. And the fact that you've got somebody that can come in and, again, bridge you from the starter to what you would like to do with the back end out of the bullpen is is big to have. And, and certainly this last couple of weekends, uh, the, the former Summit standout has provided that for Vanderbilt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Friday night's game was pretty solid, too. I was watching that on the back porch at JP's house with a bunch of Vanderbilt fans. <laughs> and they were pretty happy. It was, you know, you give up the run in the first inning, Rocker gives up a, a very odd first inning, <laughs> but gives up one run, and that was it. 
Dude was lights out shut down from there. Yeah, and um, Mississippi State kind of got two, you know, prospective 1-1 um, Jack, Jack Leiter on Saturday. I think he gave up three home runs in that loss after after getting knocked around a little bit up at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Knoxville last week as opposed to here in Columbia. And, and, and Rocker got – lit up by was it georgia georgia two weeks ago so it's college baseball man they're using aluminum bats and you're throwing and you're throwing <laughs> darts so if they connect yeah swing hard in case you hit it i mean <laughs> that's basically what folks are doing right now against these two yeah but um vanderbilt improves to 31 and 7 overall 13 and 5 on the in in conference play with that series win, and I think they're tied with Arkansas at the top of the SEC. Unfortunately, those two will not play during the regular season. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's what it is. Happens. Uh, so I just got a phone call on my watch, uh, potential spam <laughs> from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I'm guessing it's not Kim Mulkey. Well, it could be Kim Mulkey because she's can't imagine she'd in be spam. Baton Rouge, but Louisiana. Be, but she is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, former Louisiana Tech standout player, a uh, longtime Louisiana Tech staffer. I think she held the title of associate head coach under Leon Barmore when she left to take over the Baylor program, is back home. Um, has been named women's basketball coach at Louisiana State, replacing Nikki Fargus, who stepped down over the weekend, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Destination unknown at this time, but has been connected with the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA's president's position. So. So, that was quick. Hey, my guess is that, and my hat is off to Scott Woodward and, yeah. and the powers that be at LSU because that's the way you run a coaching search. Okay, you're she's gone. Do you want it or not? Come on, let's roll. <laughs> but now, now if she says no, things get a little crazy. But, but she I, didn't. So she didn't. And I mean, again, she's from Louisiana. That's the first. Her call. son played baseball at Louisiana. Um, somebody over the weekend tweeted that this may be the best coaching hire across all college sports aside from Alabama hiring Nick Saban. So it's funny you say that because I was scrolling through TikTok this morning and there was a press conference where, or not a press conference, a radio show host who said, this is the best hire at LSU since they hired Nick Nick Saban. Saban. (laughs) Well, I mean, how often – are you going to hire a three-time, a three-time national champion? Very rare. Very rare. In any sport. Very rare. And I can't think of another one. Exactly. Uh, so, well done, Scott Woodward. Absolutely. Well done. Yes, give him a hand. Give him his props. Yeah. Um, the Southeastern Conference has now won a national championship in every single NCAA uh, sport. That it offers. That they play in, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kentucky winning the Division One Volleyball National Championship 
in Omaha on Saturday night, defeating Texas. And Brentwood stand out. Logan Eggleston. Logan Eggleston. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to Kentucky. Just thought that was interesting. I, someone said, well, Pac-12 still has the most national championships. Well, yeah, because they play sports that only have 10 teams in it, and all 10 of those teams are in the Pac-10. Well, you say that, but Vanderbilt does have a women's cha- a bowling championship. I'm well, not sure how many teams bowl, but, I, you know. I, I mean, but still. I mean, I, we don't play – Ten of those sports. We we play one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, UT spring game, real quick, because there's no need to spend a bunch of time on this. The quarterback, con- the, the quarterback competition is about to get wild. Because outside of a pick six, all three players looked pretty well even uh, after Saturday. So, And you know what they say. If you got three quarterbacks – you got no. You got no quarterback. Well, I mean, the positive is none of them had. They weren't pedestrian games for any of them. They were all really good games. I mean, Harrison Bailey, eleven for fifteen for, I think one hundred eighty something yards and a couple touchdowns. Although one of them was a seventy something yarder to a walk on wide receiver who was against a walk on Jack Jensick. Yes, against a walk on cornerback so i mean i guess if it's even it's even um but i'll tell you this couple of plays that i saw especially the second touchdown pass from harrison bailey to whoever number one is and i can't call his name right it's now it's not jason witten <laughs> it's not jason witten that's who it's, it's not, not marquez for sure. calloway um but the they ran the same play twice, okay? They ran – it is like a like a wheel route type thing. Um, number one on the first play, inside release, and the safety goes with the outside guy. So, boom, wide open, makes the throw, good throw, perfect, well done. And I think they're at the 12 or something. Same exact play except they run one on a fake hitch and – the inside guy releases to the middle. Well, the safety and the corner both go with him because the hitch, they're thinking, he's staying there. Your linebacker's in the flats. He releases down the sideline, and it's over. He's by himself in the end zone. Touchdown. So I think what I take away offensively is that the the play structures, and they're just going to be much more exciting to watch. You're going to see – much like Alabama had just really good plays last year with Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and all that, I think Tennessee's going to have some really good plays. Now, whether or not the playmakers can make them, the X's and O's are there. Now, having said all of that, when I heard that the offense rang up 800 and something yards or the offenses rang up 800 and something yards in that ball game. My immediate concern is, did they play defense? Exactly. Was there even a defense on the field? Were they were they even out there? Were they running eleven on air? You know what? I did not watch the spring game. I will not watch a spring game. I watched it Sunday morning because I was in bed with nothing better to do. But I think that it's important to say. Yes, the defense is probably not very good, but this offense is going to be much more palatable 
for Tennessee fans to watch than what they've had so over the last. So if we're going to lose, at least lose in an entertaining fun. fashion. It's going to be fun. Exactly. It's going to be a shootout. There's, there's <laughs> going, there, there will be points scored, and it is what it is. So uh, Harrison Bailey, Brian Maurer, both of those guys dropped absolute dimes. But you remember last year we were talking about JG's dimes on the outside <clears throat> where he threw those outside shoulder throws? Yeah, both of them were, were just beautiful. So, anyway, plenty of, of things to, to break down and, and look at. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good day for, for Tennessee's offense. I think you're going to see some entertainment in, in that area. Before we dip out of here for this break that's long overdue, I'm scrolling through Twitter as we are wont to do, oh, and I'm looking go. at a tweet from The Athletic. It's a feature on um, Vanderbilt's director of personnel, Barton Simmons, and it's got a quote. It says, when we find the guys that are the right fit, stars be damned. And then the um, the lead-in to the article says that Vanderbilt, Barton Simmons is trying to beat the system. Unlike most recruiting coordinators, Simmons acknowledges what most others in his position won't. Stars matter. Now, is it stars matter or stars be damned given the right fit? And I've not read the article yet, but this confuses me. I think it's a little of both. <laughs> stars That's not do, your hook, then. <laughs> I mean, stars do matter because more of them pan out than don't. But also, you you can't get hooked. You can't get hung up on stars. on stars. Yeah, you just you have to find the best guy for you, and hopefully he has four or five of them. <laughs> that's, there you go. That's the way it goes. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back, and when we do come back, it's Braves and more on uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back in. Nine minutes to the top of the hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Ump scorecards from the Mets-Nationals game on Sunday. Um, Overall consistency at 98%. Accuracy at 94%, which is average. Um... Outside zone accuracy was 92%. Inside zone accuracy was 98%. This is for Doug Eddings. Uh, but 2.12 run favors for Washington, and they didn't even score. 
<laughs> they should have scored two more runs than they scored. They didn't score at all, uh, losing 4 nothing to the Mets. That's interesting. Well, it's, nice, it's nice to know someone else didn't score yesterday. <laughs> right. At least they only didn't score in nine innings. There's that. Uh, Braves yesterday were awful. I mean, and there's no other way to put it. They Putrid were, is the word that comes to mind. They were awful on every level on both sides of the ball. Offense, defense, special teams. Didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> if we'd have had special teams, they would have been bad too. Okay, we, we, we should have just punted and been done with it. Punted on third down. All the downs. First down. Didn't matter. Yep. Mark Bowman had a tweet yesterday. According to Elias Sports, the Braves became the first team to ever record just one hit in a doubleheader. Before today, the lowest total in a twin bill was two hits, which the Indians recorded over two games against the Red Sox on April 12th, 1992. 92. 92. That's tough. I I mean, have you... And, you know, I'm not going to campaign for Madison Bumgarner to get a no-hitter because it was only seven innings. It's it's not his fault that the doubleheader was two sevens, but that's what they played. I, I feel like a no-hitter is a nine-inning ball game. I also know that the Braves win a game without getting a hit. Two, 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 games, two, two games with one hit. With just one hit. So, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to give it to him because I don't, I don't think we could have hit him. <laughs> In two more innings. <laughs> you don't I mean, think it would have made a four, difference? We had 14 innings and we got one hit. I, I'm going to go with maybe it's just a combined <laughs> one hitter. I don't know. All I know is, one, Madison Bumgarner is my favorite current in, uh, Major League Baseball player because he's also a rodeo cowboy. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not He's not my favorite, but that is an interesting fact about Madison Bumgarner is that he does compete in rodeos as a bull under rider. an assumed name as a bull rider. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Um, Braves were just a Drew Smiley was awful. Drew Frowny Drew <laughs> did not type this with a smiley on my face. Some of my friends said, <laughs> right? We, a matter of fact, that it, there was some hilarious stuff yesterday. Um, Gallows humor. Yeah. This is not a good baseball team right now. Truest statement you've ever said. See what I did there? Truest with, yeah. Then I. <laughs> he said, well, I didn't type it with a smiley on my face. <laughs> Just, uh, it's brutal. Brutal. I mean, the only thing that you can hope for is um, for the rest of the NL East to continue stinking, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so, well, the Diamondbacks get out of town and the Cubs come into town. It's a six ten first pitch tonight. Um, Charlie Morton matches up with Chicago's Zach Davies. The game will air on our sister station one hundred three point seven WKRM with pregame beginning. I assume at four fifty five. And Mike's got to yep. tell me if I'm wrong. Nope, you're correct. Right okay. on there. All right. So. Um, you can hear that there if you so desire. I mean, go ahead and listen because the Cubs aren't very good either. So It might be, be that one game out of five that they tend to all of a sudden wake up and do something. You know, and this what's so crazy is this team is 
nine and twelve, but just two games out of of the NL East lead, and it just feels like they're way worse. It just feels like we're really bad, and I, I think this team. A lot of people are are going to be, I guess, down on them, and as well they should. But you know. Baseball is like basketball, a game of runs. Um and it's a marathon, not a and sprint. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, games in April matter just as much as games in August, but if you can if you can figure it out, and this team is full of veteran guys who can figure it out. Austin Riley has been hitting lately, so there's that. I don't know. He's how. been hitting lately, and he's been getting on base more. I, I don't understand. So even when he's not hitting, he's managed to walk, still or be effective offensively, yeah, or whatever. So if you can find a way to get the top half of your lineup to match what Riley's been able to do recently, it it certainly turns into a whole different ball game. So, there and and whoever thought that offense would be the concern for this team. Uh, we don't have any pitching either, but <laughs> the offense hasn't been very good either outside of Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, go ahead and give it to us this day in Braves history. This is a weak one, but on April 26, 1988, Keith Hernandez hits two homers, drives in seven runs to reach the 1,000 RBI milestone. The Mets' first baseman's offensive output, which includes an eighth-inning grand slam off Charlie Puglio, contributes to the Mets' 13-4 route of the Braves at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, though. That kind of fits <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> that, that, that right there. Preds are on tonight. They take on the Florida Panthers. The 31-13-5 Florida Panthers come to town. Uh, and The front end of a back-to-back. With the Panthers, right? And it's going to be a huge one as the Preds are just two points ahead of the Stars in, uh, though the Stars have the Canes and the Lightning. Before coming to Bridgestone Saturday night, right? Canes today and tomorrow, Lightning on Thursday, Preds, Stars on Saturday. So it's going to be a wild ride to the finish. If if you like hockey and you want to see playoff-style hockey without it being the playoffs, Now's the time to start watching because it's going to be crazy. If you missed any part of today's show, feel free to check it out on sm-tnsports.com. The podcast will be up here momentarily. If you are interested in coming to join us tomorrow, tomorrow is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports' one-year anniversary. We will be having a little get-together on the front porch here at 315 West 7th in Columbia. Come hang out with us. We'll have some some food, some refreshments, and uh, a good time. So we'd appreciate you guys if you guys want to come uh, right after our show tomorrow till about 1 o'clock. Uh, for Coach Mike and Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>